Specifically, I'm referring to how do you clarify the facts? How do you speak to influence? How do you speak to shift their beliefs? How do you speak to clarify the data? How do you speak to navigate the particular nuances? Because let's face it, it is really important to be able to navigate through communications. I'm Dr. Grace Lee, and you're listening to the Career Revisionist Podcast for executives, team leaders, people managers, and ambitious professionals from all backgrounds. It's for those among us who can't stay stagnant and admire anyone who demonstrates exponential growth. We challenge ourselves to step out of our comfort zone and into higher levels of leadership, and we are determined to rise confidently in our industry so that we can make our greatest contribution using our knowledge and expertise. We've worked hard to become great at what we do, but only so we can achieve the goals that give our lives meaning and purpose. And while we persevere through a college education to get us here with our technical skills, we understand that to get to the next level where we desire to be, it requires a different kind of skills. We're not comfortable with failure because we experience satisfaction when we are advancing. And while some of us work well under pressure, all of us perform the best when we are part of a winning team. And instead of just hoping to achieve what's important to us, we choose to become a more optimized version of ourselves to make it happen. We're not just A players. We are A plus players, and we are the source of consistent output that makes positive advancements in the world around us. If you're a team leader and you manage direct reports beneath you, or maybe you have multiple layers of management underneath you, your people are your most valuable asset, which means if you're unable to inspire them to do their best work, then the responsibilities and the outcome they produce are going to fall back on you. So that's why in this video, I want to show you as a team leader, how do you inspire your teams to do their best work? How do you ensure that they can trust your leadership, that they can, that you can be able to have your inspiration move down to all levels of management? Management beneath you, especially if there are people who do respond to you, but they don't report directly to you. Because as a team leader, it's not just your direct reports that are going to be watching, it's their direct reports as well. So I'm going to be giving you seven strategies on how you can inspire your teams. And the seven strategies, I'm going to be following the outline inspire. So I-N-S-P-I-R-E. There's seven letters in the word inspire. So each tip is going to start with one of those letters in that word. And we're going to start with the first letter, which is I. Inspire starts with I. So the first strategy is I, which is to instill a penchant for building momentum. So here's what I mean by that. When it comes to needing to inspire your team members, they need to want to build momentum on their own in and of themselves. You can't be always there micromanaging, constantly reminding them, constantly checking in on them to seeing if they're in momentum. They need to in and of themselves desire to have a strong desire. That's what penchant means. They need to intrinsically have a strong desire to be in momentum. And if they're not in momentum, to realize they're not in momentum and to crave being in momentum again. So the key to instilling that pension is to create the environment to do so. Because environment is a very, very strong influencer. And it's stronger than waiting for that individual to develop, to develop their own inspiration and their own intrinsic desire. So what can you do in terms of the environment to create an environment that they can be proud to work in, to create an environment where the culture speaks for itself, that we are momentum-seeking individuals, that we are a momentum-based team? How can you create that environment? What can you place in that environment? How can you shape that environment so that environment becomes their environment for success? Tip number two starts with N, I-N, and N stands for nurture, growth, and contribution. Growth and contribution. 
These are our core spiritual needs. There are a number of basic human needs that every individual has, but when it comes to these two needs, the need for growth and the need to make a contribution, these are spiritual, which means that if you will work towards nurturing those two individual needs in your team members, that they're going to achieve deeper meanings in their life. They're going to achieve deeper levels of fulfillment in their activities and the projects they're a part of. So learn and discover, how do I nurture these two needs in my team members? How do I nurture a need for growth? How do I nurture their need for a contribution? And understand that you don't need to instill these needs in them. They're intrinsic. They're inherent in every individual. Your goal is to nurture them. You don't need to train them to feel a need for growth or train them to feel a need for contribution. They already have it. It's about how do I nurture that so that that creates the desire, it creates the roadmap moving forward so that they can be growing in the way that they perceive it, so that they can be making their most individual and meaningful contribution in the way that they can perceive it. How do you nurture that? So that is a second strategy on how to inspire your team members to do their best work. So far, we have I, N, and the third strategy is S with Stransdvor, strengthen your communication skills. Now, communication skills is a really large umbrella, but I'm going to narrow it down so that you can be focused when it comes to strengthening your communication skills. Specifically, I'm referring to how do you clarify the facts? How do you speak to influence? How do you speak to shift their beliefs? How do you speak to clarify the data? How do you speak to navigate the particular nuances? Because let's face it, it is really important to be able to navigate through communications. The landscape itself is really complicated because all of your team members are going to have different values than you. They're going to have different opinions. They're going to have different styles of working. They're going to have different cultural backgrounds. They're going to have different ways of doing things. And all of these differences make things really complicated. So that's why it's really important when it comes to strengthening your communications. It's about how do you navigate through that and what happens when there are conflicts? So this is how you narrow down what to focus on when it comes to communication skills. And maybe you're thinking to yourself right now, it still feels like a pretty long list, but I have an offer for you. If you are thinking about this and you're realizing, yeah, yeah, I'm serious about this. I really need to inspire my teams. I really want to become a better leader. Then I invite you to work with me. Below this video in the description, the very first link is an application for my executive coaching program. And this is where I'm going to train you every step of the way. How do you strengthen your communication skills when it comes to influencing, when it comes to clarifying facts, when it comes to navigating those landscapes? But more importantly, how do you bring out the growth and contribution on your team? How do you, going back to the first one, how do you instill that penchant for building momentum? How do you become a better leader for your team so that they can trust your leadership? And every single week, I'm going to be providing you that training and guidance as well on where you're stuck in your leadership as well and how you can build that trust and connect with every member of your team, multiple layers of management beneath you as well. And there will be opportunities as a leader for you to lead up. So how do you achieve those ends? So only if you're serious about working with me on how to achieve those outcomes for your own career growth, then click the link below and I look forward to working with you on the inside. So far, we've covered three tips. And the three we covered are I, N, S, and the fourth tip starts with the letter P, and that stands for to provide fair exchange. So fair exchange, let's talk about that. Fair exchange means that your team members feel that their inputs match their outputs and their outputs match their inputs. So it doesn't necessarily all reside with returns in terms of pay 
paying fairly, paying them what they're worth. It is included in fair exchange because all of your employees, all of your team members want to be compensated fairly for the value they provide. So that is the first aspect of it. But let's make no mistake about it. Fair exchange extends way beyond their pay. It extends way beyond that as well. What is a fair exchange? So for you as a team leader, it's important to understand how do I create that sustainable fair exchange for yourself as well as every member of your team that is directly responsible for an outcome that you are managing? How do you create that fair exchange? Because when there is fair exchange, the relationship is more sustainable. That is when your team members are going to feel appreciated for who they are. They're going to feel like they're valued for their contributions. And that drives their inspiration to carry forth the objectives. So this is really important. What is that fair exchange that is sustainable that you can create? And it doesn't necessarily mean it is just related to salary. Salary is included in it, but there's so many other aspects as well. And once again, this fair exchange aspect, this concept that I'm introducing to you, it leads right back into communications. How can you articulate and discover what that fair exchange is? The next strategy starts with the letter I. And I stands for impress upon them instead of impressing them. So often, and as as an executive coach, I see a lot of team leaders trying to impress their team members, trying to impress them with their level of intelligence, or trying to impress them with their level of authority, or trying to impress them with their strategic direction or their plan in terms of here's what we're going to, here's the project moving forward. But here's what happens when we try to impress our team members. What happens is when we impress, we need to put ourselves higher and we need to look down on them because when they feel impressed by you, they're looking up to you. And that creates inequity. It creates inequitable relationships. So here's what I say. Instead of trying to impress them, because impressing them means that we're not putting them as our equal colleagues. Instead of trying to impress, impress upon them certain things. So what are these things that we need to impress upon our team members? Is it that we want to impress upon them that this is possible? Is it that we want to impress upon them that it is, it is possible for them to carve out their desired career paths? It is possible for us to achieve these objectives in this amount of time. It is possible. So what is that that you want to impress upon them? Impressing upon somebody does not put them at a lower level. It does not put them at a higher level. It puts them at less at the equality level of let's achieve this together. And I want to be with you every step of the way. I want to be able to induce from you your fullest potential. That's the effect you have when you impress upon your team members certain things. But first of all, it's important to understand what is the fair exchange with my talking point previously. And once you've established the fair exchange, now it's time to decide, what am I going to impress upon them? Because the moment you discover the process on how to impress upon them certain things, that's going to give you the content on how to motivate and inspire them. So far, we've covered I-N-S-P-I-R. So now we are on R. The second last tip is to R, which stands for recognize the psychology recognize the psychology. So what's the psychology that I'm referring to? The psychology of inspiration and motivation, because there's two different psychologies. 
the most common psychology to motivation is extrinsic motivation. Extrinsic means, which means outside of you. Now, when your team members require extrinsic motivation, this is where you, as the team leader, need to come in and motivate them. You need to punish or reward them. You need to micromanage or constantly remind them. You need to constantly checking in on them. Those are extrinsic motivators. Now, somebody who requires that level or varying degrees of extrinsic motivation are not self-starters, and that is a difficult thing for a team members to have, a team leader to have those types of team members. Now, the opposite of that is intrinsic motivation. When you're intrinsically motivated, when your team members are intrinsically motivated, they don't need external reminders. They don't need rewards or punishment. They are intrinsically, which means inside of themselves. They already have a sense of urgency. They already have a sense of momentum. They are A players. They desire growth. They desire to be in momentum and they don't want to be idle. They want to be fully utilized. That is intrinsic motivation. Can you imagine as a team leader, if your team members were all intrinsically motivated, that means you have a team of A players who are constantly striving to be in momentum, constantly striving to challenge themselves. And that makes your role a lot smoother as well. So understand and recognize there is a psychology to motivation. And when you are inspiring and motivating your team members, strive for intrinsic motivation. So far, we've covered I-N-S-P-I-R, and the last strategy is E, and E stands for express the mission. When it comes to inspiring your team members to do their best work, it is very important for you yourself to be clear on what is the mission. The mission states, where are we going? Where are we going? Because your team members need to hear from you as a team leader. Where are we going as a team? What does that look like? What is that desired outcome? What does, what does it all look like? What is that? How do we know that we've arrived? So your ability to articulate and express the mission is very key to inspiring your team members to do their best work because it is exactly from that mission, the clarity and the certainty of that mission. That's where we set commitments. That's where we build the game plan. That's where we can identify our progression towards it and where the gaps are. So that's why this is really important. These are seven strategies on how you can inspire your team to do their best work 